Pro-life legislation has another chance in South Carolina, but what role is stare decisis beginning to play in the conversation and the debate? Title 42 is set to expire this Thursday. What does that mean for border states, and how does that make everybody a border state? While that's going on at the border, Joe Biden is very focused on your dishwasher and how much energy it's using, and if if you're worried about the AI situation and robots possibly taking over the world, have no fear... We've got just the person in charge, as the AIs are. All of that today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. And with that, we welcome you into the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, this? the Palmetto. This is the... Have you ever heard that before? I've never heard that before. This is the Palmetto Family Matters show. Justin yes. Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you on Tuesday, May 9th at 1117 a.m. in the year of our Lord, Ding. 2023. It is the final week. Wink. Of the <laughs> legislative session in South Carolina. It would be called Signy Die Week. Except if. we don't have a signy die resolution. There's, there's no agreement yet between the House and the Senate on that signy die resolution, which would just, take effect this Thursday, 5 p.m. Just when you thought you were out, the they pull you back in. And as we've said so many times, the state's a lot safer when the people aren't in the building. But um, but maybe but, maybe in this case, things could be safer with the people in the building because, because as you remember... House Bill 3774 died a a um, wretched, tumultuous, writhing death in the inside the South Carolina Senate chamber. Mm-hmm. I will not get into the reasons why, but there is hope. The Senate earlier this year mm-hmm. passed Senate Bill 474. Mitch, yes. do you remember mm, a couple month or so ago? Yeah. We... Uh, we we kind of uh, talked about a strategy, yeah, that could work, and and it seems to be that that strategy is beginning to take effect. The it game is. plan is beginning to roll out. It is right now, as we sit here chatting with you. The full House Judiciary Committee mm-hmm. has received a favorable report from the subcommittee from the from a Judiciary Subcommittee mm-hmm. on Senate Bill Four Seven Four. Yes, with amended language. Mm-hmm. Provided by Representative John McCravey of Greenwood. Mm -hmm. They have added another amendment put forward by Representative Jay Jordan just recently Mm -hmm. in the full committee. So now Senate Bill 474, the heartbeat bill, Mm -hmm. 3.0, is being heard in the Judiciary Committee. In all likelihood, it will receive a favorable, favorable report out of full committee and will go to the floor of the South Carolina House of Representatives. Right. Now... Here's where things get interesting. And if you're on Twitter, if you follow Jeffrey Collins from the AP, he did a really good job breaking this down on a Twitter thread earlier uh, today and yesterday. You would think you're up against the clock here because Thursday 5 p.m. is coming. Mm -hmm. Can this get done? Because if they amend it, and they have, Mm -hmm. and it passes in the House and it's amended, guess where it's got to go? Back to the Senate. Back to the Senate for concurrence. Mm -hmm. All of that to say that Life has one more shot. One more shot in the twenty twenty three legislative session. Yeah, well, and that's what we're being told. Um, uh, <laughs> I love that. And, that's and, what we're being and, told, and we have worked very closely with state legislators, both in the Senate and in the House, mm-hmm. on this over the last. Uh, well, goodness, uh, my family's been a part of this fight since nineteen ninety four. 
Um, but in the most recent years, uh, in 2020, the fetal heartbeat bill was signed into law. Of course, you know the path that it took toward a death in the Supreme Court uh, through an errant ruling of um, a right to privacy, found uh, it, which Ooh. is in the state constitution. We'll get into that later. Um, but we are now uh, on a strategy to move the heartbeat bill ahead. Is it the best legislation that we could see currently? Uh, no, we believed that that was, well, I'll say that yes, it is the best legislation that we have currently available. We believed that the Human Life Protection Act was the strongest, most pro-life legislation that was politically viable. And of course, we understand that the votes were not there in the mm -hmm. Senate. The Senate 6 um, did what they felt was uh, right in their own eyes, and they moved forward um, to kill that bill. So, yeah, you heard me. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> that was uh, good. Uh, so, we are now uh, working with the, the Senate's structure in S474, the fetal heartbeat bill. Of course, mm -hmm. we know that that language has been amended. Um, uh, unlike other times before, um, many of those amendments, if not all of the amendments that have been discussed um, by the author of the bill, uh, and those amendments have been discussed with uh, leadership from both chambers of the South Carolina General Assembly. With that said, the issue now is one of time. And yes, um, there, there's a ticking clock, uh, whether that's this Thursday at 5, as signy die would traditionally be signed, or if in some emergency callback from the governor, we have more session uh, in the General Assembly next week. Um, the concern still is the left's attempt to run out the clock. If you were to uh, watch the full Judiciary Committee hearing, which you may be doing uh, right now as we're talking. Split screen. Um, I, I don't know that you're doing that right now as you're watching us because it would have already been completed, I think, unless you're watching it on Tuesday afternoon mm -hmm. when they've said they will come back and be in session uh, in that committee as long as it takes. Um, it, it appears that they're trying to handle as many amendments to the bill in committee so that when it gets to the floor, it's a more rapid uh, second and third reading. But uh, as a bill becomes a law in South Carolina, it's important to note that uh, one of the features of South Carolina law when it comes to how a bill becomes a law is what's known as the 24-hour rule between second and third reading. Now, a, a bill gets three readings. It's read across the desk the first time, time and assigned to committee. That's already been done. Once it's reported from committee, which will happen most likely later this week, it will be read the second time, and the second reading debate will begin. They can adjourn that debate fairly rapidly and hold a vote and then uh, convene third reading. However, that third reading debate or vote must occur in the next calendar day or 24 hours later as to give time for the bill to manifest itself. It's a, and there are a couple ways around that. We won't go into all that today because I'm talking a lot already. What I will say is this. Time is precious. It is short. And life has a chance in South Carolina through the fetal heartbeat bill, S-474, but it is going to take a lot of prayer on your behalf. It is going to take a lot of work on behalf of the House Judiciary, the full House of Representatives, not Michelle and the Tanners uh, from Full House, <laughs> if you watched that 
uh, Friday night sitcom from back, family sitcom from back in the 90s. Um, yeah, sorry. Wow, now you're going to be humming that all day. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of prayer, and we will keep you updated on the fetal heartbeat bill, which has the chance to save lives in South Carolina, whether it's the best bill or not. It is going to save lives, and we've got to do our very best to save lives of preborn innocent children in South Carolina. Yes, we do. Um, I will. I will take you to this point that what's been talked about already in subcommittee earlier today uh, is this idea of stare decisis. Yes. The uh, there was a uh, there was an attorney that represented Planned Parenthood during the during the trial or during their case mm-hmm. uh when the previous heartbeat law was sued this is a quote mm-hmm. from this attorney quote the role of stare decisis is to give finality so that the law is not constantly changing mm-hmm. at the whim of the courts or the legislature so what is this role of stare decisis stare decisis is a Latin term that means let the decision stand or to stand by the things decided. It's been a foundational concept in American law. However, stare decisis doesn't mean that we can't go back and revisit the issues because this is the same point that Clarence Thomas raised right. in his opinion that he wrote in the Dobbs decision. This is the same issue that Amy Coney Barrett addressed in her opinion on in the Dobbs decision. Just because the court ruled doesn't mean the court didn't rule in error. I mean, really, if we want to talk about this, we can go back, go back, well, sorry, uh, Freudian slip. Let's go back to Plessy Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ruled incorrectly then. Right. Thank the Lord that we didn't adhere to stare decisis at the finality and we got Brown v. Board. Right. Um, there, there are plenty of other situations, and most notably in this case, you have the decision of Rowan Casey. Mm-hmm. We don't let stare decisis hang because it's just a former ruling of the court, and we have the Dobbs decision that returned the issue of, of abortion back to the states and to the Congress, as it was written by Justice Alito. This argument that's put forward by both this attorney and then later Representative Wheeler uh, during the committee during the subcommittee hearing is that well, stare decisis and the courts already ruled that the right to privacy in the state constitution says what it says. Let me read to you again Article One, Section Ten of the mm-hmm. South Carolina State Constitution: Searches and seizures, invasions of privacy. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures and unreasonable invasions of privacy shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched, the person or thing to be seized, and the information to be obtained. This no, uh, editor's note, the present provisions of this section are similar to the former section 16 of Article 1 as it existed prior to the 71 revision for similar provisions in the Constitution of 1868. So we have the state Constitution in 1868, which was ratified post-Civil War during right. the era of Reconstruction, right. and then in 1970, and then again revised in 1971. Mm-hmm. All of those revisions took place before 1973 when the Roe issue was right. held down by the Supreme Court. The point in this is that, once again, simple jurisprudence, if you read this, this in no way, historically or within the language written in Article 1, Section 10, establishes the right to an abortion. It does establish the right to privacy against 
necessary or search and seizure, search seizure based on law enforcement or technological, whatever it might be. Well, and let's let's go uh, if I can walk this back backwards from the comment made today mm-hmm. um, by this attorney. And first, I will say I am not an attorney. Um, and neither we, am I. We are not attorneys. Uh, I did aspire to be an attorney one time. Never. Um, but I am it's not. It's one of the world's oldest professions. The. <laughs> don't finish the joke. No. Uh, I will not. Thus, uh, it is important to understand that we, while we have an opinion, it is not a certified or uh, no. legal opinion. No, it's just a common sense one. So. Let me go to her statement and and say that what we have here, outside of the legal ramifications of her statement, yes. is actually the basis of differing world views, mm-hmm. specifically on a right to privacy and the adjudication of the law as it was amended in the state constitution in 1971 by a commission. The commission was formed um, to assess the rogue... Um, authority and power being usurped by agencies like the FBI on federal mm-hmm. um, wiretapping. The state Supreme Court, I'm sorry, the state constitution was amended by ballot measure to protect citizens from illegal wiretapping, se- seizure searches, things like that, that would uphold uh, the U.S. Constitution and the state constitution. Um, through the through the um, uh, I'm going to get the number wrong. I want to say it's the Fourth Amendment, um, but I think that's quartering of troops. It might actually be the Third Amendment. Uh, he's going to look it up now. Uh, it, it upheld that and gave a right to privacy inside the state uh, constitution. In this most recent ruling on the um, heartbeat bill by Justice Hearn, Justice Beatty, and Justice Few, uh, handed down this past or this. January, um, Justice Few spoke about the most right, uh, most common right to privacy. Fourth right, it was the Fourth Amendment. Okay. Third is the quartering, quartering of, of troops out of in, in time of war. Backers, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, Justice Few made a statement that a woman's right to privacy was one of the most closely held. A lot of people are now pointing at the the heartbeat bill uh, and specifically at six weeks and saying that that is uh, concerning regarding not only stare decisis, which simply means the way uh, cases adjudicated according to precedence, but also as Justice Few ruled previously. To that, I would uh, suggest that we have a different court makeup. What we do know is post-ruling, Justice Hearn, who wrote the majority opinion on the heartbeat bill and that case, rolled off of that court or aged out of the court. And a new uh, justice, Justice Hill, was appointed to the court. We do not know how he will rule. It is uh, unethical for the state legislature who appoints those uh, justices through the uh, jo- joint or ju- uh, the Judicial Merit Selection Committee (JMSC). It is unethical for them to ask questions based on certain cases. They can ask questions on life issues, uh, um, uh, constitutional issues, whether or not they're a uh, living, breathing document kind of person, if they're a uh, originalist or a constructionalist. 
uh, which matters greatly. And maybe that's another deep dive for a later time. And I'm already talking again uh, too much already. So I'll say this. While those concerns about stare decisis may hold some merit, we have a different makeup in the court. And I would argue, uh, while not a legal opinion, just a commonsensical approach, that the previous ruling under a woman's or anyone's right to privacy, for that matter, is not abridged by a six-week uh, protection of pre-born children in utero in the state of South Carolina. So... That conversation will continue in, uh, in Judiciary Committee yes. as it is right now. Yes. Again, we're recording this at 11.33 a.m. on Tuesday. So that will continue. It will go through the House. Will they run out of time? Will the governor, with no sign-e-die resolution, will the governor call them back? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it is the South Carolina legislature, so uh, who knows what could be coming. Uh, what's interesting to note is what's coming at the southern border. Title 42 is set to expire on May 11th. That is Thursday at 11.59 uh, p.m. Title 42, this is, I I cannot believe I'm saying this, according to CNN, uh, is set to expire on May 11th. Title 42, uh, the CDC director issued this. Um, Basically, it kind of, quelled down migrant movement into the United States based on COVID because the Biden administration is set to have most of the COVID policies sort of rolled back and timed out, sunsetting, if you will, Title 42 is ending. Now, we're already seeing massive numbers pouring across Mm -hmm. the southern border. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Governor Abbott of Texas is... Uh, enlisting Texas State Guard. Uh, They're building portions of a wall down Mm -hmm. there. Uh, The Texas State Guard is. Meanwhile, the Biden administration appears to allow the sunset, and then they're just going to do nothing. It's just nothing. Business as usual. Uh, That's a problem because business as usual has seen hundreds of thousands, if not millions, enter into the country since he became president. If you remember, when he was president, right at the beginning of his presidency, there were migrants wearing shirts that said, thank you, Joe Biden. <laughs> so yeah. we have a serious issue here. Uh, absolutely. And the the director of Homeland Security, mm-hmm. uh, Secretary Mayorkas, is basically saying that, that if you're, you're being lied to uh, by these by these drug runners, by these smugglers, quote, mm-hmm. you're being deceived... And you're risking your lives and your life savings only to meet a consequence that you do not expect at our southern border. Quote, the border is not open, it has not been open, mm-hmm. and it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. Well, that's just not true. That's just not true. In fact, Bill Malusian of Fox News tweeted this earlier today. New, per multiple CBP sources, last night, CBP and Border Patrol leadership made the decision to authorize all Border Patrol sectors to begin safe street releases of migrants to communities across the border if NGO shelters and CBP facilities do not have the capacity to hold them. This means in the coming days, we will likely begin to see mass release of migrants at bus stops, gas stations, and supermarkets in communities across the border. That doesn't seem smart. 
that doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. We are going to see thousands. You're talking possibly quarter of a million people in a month. Oh yeah, crossing the border. Yeah, the the, the reports are, and and you know the the media is very careful to say working age males in the in certain sectors like the military they would call those fighting age males. Um, I won't jump into that, uh, but I kind of did uh, veil a jab there. Um, it's it's very concerning what we're seeing at our southern border, mm-hmm. um, and the whole premise behind this. And we we've heard from our own uh, U.S. congressman. Uh, like Jeff Duncan and Ralph Norman and William Timmons uh, on this issue, Joe Wilson on this issue, um, they've been down to the southern border. And what they are seeing is um, a a crying shame for two reasons. First of all, um, our southern border is a sovereign national border. Uh, Any nation who wants to maintain its independence and freedom must declare itself uh, a sovereign nation, and then enforce certain codes. One of those is a strong defense and a border, whether it's a northern border, right. southern border, eastern border, western border, border at ports, border at airports, border borders. rail borders. Why? Because as Americans, and you may call this cold and heartless, as Americans, we are uniquely different. Why? Because we are Americans. Right. Well, let me say this, not to disparage, any other nation on the face of this planet. As Americans, we are not Mexican. As Americans, we are not Canadian. Thank God. Uh, Sorry, eh? Uh, Don't pick on people that put mayonnaise on their uh, tater tots. Um, That actually is probably pretty good. As Americans, we are not Icelandic. We are not uh, Spaniards. We are not Russian. We are not Chinese. As Americans, we are American. And the borders that define our nation, while they may... Be fluid at times for whatever means. They are sovereign. So the question of sovereignty as a nation is Mm -hmm. a looming question mark when it comes to border security. The second reason I think it is a travesty, what's happening at our southern border, and call me a squish, if you will, is because men and women and children who want a better future for themselves are being lied to by our current administration yes being told listen you know let's just be very transparent the process for legal migration into america is just that it is a process however what's happening right now at our southern and sometimes even at our northern border is a crying shame because it is clearly done by illegal means. Now, I will not call, I'm not going to go into the debate of what we call it. It is being done illegally. There is legal means, there is illegal means, and right now there is no enforcement of legal statute at the southern border by and large, which means that women and children and, and men who are trying to help their families receive a better life are also being co-opted by drug cartels, terrorist organizations. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you don't believe me, there's, there's proof specifically with the drug cartels. And then there's highly suspected, uh, probability of gang related activity, which I don't know if 
they're they're terrorists. Yes. Um, their their job is to create terror. terror. Yes. Uh, and and whether Al Qaeda, Hezbollah, ISIS are at the southern border through radical Islamic terrorism, I don't know. But I'll tell you this: gangs and cartels are raping, pillaging, destroying people's lives. Not just on the Mexican side of the southern border. They're doing it on the U.S. side of the border, and we have got to get this under control. And when the Biden administration sends 1,500 National Guardsmen and women down to the southern border to do paperwork and stock shelves of toilet paper and, and reams of paper and you know give out candy bars, that's inadequate. That's not what they need to be doing. According to Spencer Brown of townhall.com, since Biden took office, the number of illegal immigrants violating U.S. sovereignty is equal to the entire population of El Salvador and greater than the population of 33 states. This is prior to Title 42 expiring. So maybe, maybe we should be focused on the southern border. Maybe. Nah. Nah. Well, I've got, I'm going to give you, I'm getting something cold from you. I'm giving you something cold at the end of yours. Okay. I, I've got one for you. The Biden Energy Department. Remember... Mm. Remember when they floated the idea of gas stoves being a problem, and then everyone said, why are you going to ban gas stoves? And they said, we're not going to ban gas stoves, you crazy Republican conservative whack jobs. We're not doing that. Since then, by the way, New York has banned gas stoves in new buildings. Now, and maybe this isn't a bad thing. I don't know. I just kind of think it's a waste of time. The energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, you know, Miss Wood had a magic wand, announced new efficiency regulations for dishwashers, beverage vending machines, and electric motors on Friday. An announcement contended that the restrictions would decrease expenses for American consumers due to lowered energy consumption. They said the administration is, quote, using all of the tools at our disposal to save Americans money while promoting innovations that will reduce carbon pollutions and combat the climate crisis. Because what's more important than the climate crisis, Mitch? Nothing. Nothing. Your dishwasher uses an extra gallon or two of water. That is far more important than millions of illegal immigrants pouring across the southern border. I am border. all for banning gasoline dishwashers. Gasoline-powered dishwashers have no place in people's homes. That would be bad. Electric ones? Mm. I, mean, I mean, however, if if you're already having brownouts and grayouts in places like California and New York, um, you know, uh, no. I guess you're going to have to... Tell people they can't wash their dishes. Kids, lick the plates clean. New dishwashers imported in the United States beginning in the year 2027 would have to consume 27% less power and use 34% less water. It's that yellow sticker. When you buy a dishwasher, it tells you what it does. They have to be a lot lower, 20% lower now, which is important. That's a lot. That 20% is a fifth of its normal power, which means you're going to be getting less efficiency in your dishwasher. Yeah. for some of us, we wash our dishes by hand. So my dishwasher is actually five foot eight. Are you? Um, are you? Five so, eight? yeah, I'm five eight. Okay, five that's, eight. That's if I stand good. on my tiptoes, I was going to say that's. If crazy. I stand on my tiptoes, it's I'm five eight. Five ten and a half. If I wear if I wear some lifts, maybe I could get to five Ooh. ten. Um, not only that, so that's just crazy. But then there's another one. Wait, wait. Before you get to this next one, yes. While the southern border is in meltdown mode. Mm-hmm. President Biden took to the stage yesterday. According to Reuters, 17 hours ago, Biden wants airlines to pay their fair share share on canceled airlines. Listen, he said this during the State of the Union. Yes, he did. About baggage fees and... and he was with Secretary Pete. If you lose... Yeah, uh, who can't tell if a plane... or I'm sorry. <laughs> trains cr- crashing or not. Uh, yeah, can't fill potholes. You know, so. whatever. Uh, listen, come on, man. Airlines need to pay their fair share. 
whether it's Southwest or American or, you know. They need to pay for the canceled TWA, flight. TWA, which doesn't exist anymore, President Biden. Spirit. Uh, spirit. <laughs> careful. Uh, not to despair. Spirit or Frontier in any way, shape, or form. You know what you're getting into. Alaskan you Airlines. Um, listen, we don't need to worry about. What's that Swedish airline? Uh, There's a Swedish airline. I can't I want, think of it. I want to quote the Swedish chef here. No. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, I know Lufthansa, which is German. But yes. Okay, that's not Swedish. Right. Uh, wow, you got me off track. Real Air fast. Canada. Oh, Canada. British uh, Airways, Turkish Airlines. All right, stop. Here's the deal. This while, is JetBlue. While your family is concerned about whether you're going to get your next paycheck or not because of job job loss and job crisis, inflation uh, is crippling uh, people left and right, stagflation where wages aren't increasing, and if you want to buy a new home, good luck because interest rates are going to be slightly higher by about four points than they were just a few years ago. It Good news. Good news. President's job approval rating is in the tank, 37%, nearly the lowest it's ever been outside of a few bright spots in our nation's history like the botched withdrawal of Afghanistan. Um, good news, he's going to make sure that your flights are paid for whether you like it or not, and your bags, if they're lost, you're going to get full compensation for that brand new pair of underwear you just bought. Uh, wonderful. So. Sorry, little tongue-in-cheek. You're welcome. So. One final thing. Hit me with your last shot. We have a situation at the southern border. If only we would have appointed a border czar. We did. We what? did. It wasn't Mayor Pete. Who what? We, we did. did. Oh, we did? We did. She, uh, giving it away. Uh, <sighs> well, no, Grand not Holm. really. It's not Grand Home. Okay, it's not um, Grand Home. No. She, Susan Rice. Maybe, uh, going back for just a second, maybe pedal dishwashers. Mm. If you can't power it, you could have one of your like kids, a hamster. like pedal, yeah, not a wheel. Who, like so a bike. who? So who was the border czar? Um, I'm speaking. Oh, Kamala Kamala. So Whatever. she went to the border. Uh, she mm, kind of like did like a drive by or a flyover. I don't know. Drive by that sounds. She terrible. went to the border and that she's planning on going to the border. Ish. And so the border czar didn't do anything to fix the problem at the border, and now the problem Listen, at the border man, is only going to get title. worse. It's, so that should instill great confidence in title. us because we're a little worried about what AI can do. Elon eh. Mu- Elon Musk has uh, has offered some serious concerns about we the may possibility be alive of, by AI. Of, of AI. And well, don't worry. On uh, last week, President Biden officially named President. Vi- <laughs> Freudian careful, slip. Careful. Vice President. Don't, don't you go wishing that on Vice me, Ricky President Bobby. Kamala Harris is now the AI czar. That's right. The only thing standing between you and the robots taking over the world is the venerable, super with it, super in touch, totally able to complete a sentence. Vice President, the Veep herself, Kamala Kamala Harris. Freedom. Hey, chat. So, hey, chat. What's it GPT? called? GPT. Hey, chat. GPT. Give me a word salad by. Just look up the last speech. She met with C-suite executives from Microsoft, Google, and a couple of other AI industry leaders. Um, Adam Connor of the Senator for American Progress told the Associated Press, quote, we're at a moment in the next couple of months that will really determine whether or not we lead on this issue or cede leadership to other parts of the world, as we have in other tech regulatory spaces like privacy or regulating larger online platforms. All that to say, we have a really solid chance of being in real trouble with Kamala Harris being in charge of the AI uh, overseeing in the United States of America. But don't worry. Everything's fine. I need, don't I, don't worry about everything burning around you, the burning building. Don't look at that. 
just just everything's fine because <laughs> we're super diverse and we're letting the kids mutilate themselves and we're now pushing for minor attracted persons to be totally fine. The UN's doing that. Like everything's fine, guys. The whole world's burning down, but everything's okay. By the way, as we wrap up, have you seen the movie Nefarious? I have not. Steve Dace's movie okay. based on the novel A Nefarious Plot. Okay. It, it, it it's it's the, it's a movie about this uh about this murderer who is claiming that he's possessed by a demon. Interesting. And the psych the psychiatrist has to come in and determine whether he is sane or insane, and that will determine whether he faces execution. Sounds pretty dark. We went and saw it last night. Oh wow! Um, uh, I recommend this movie to everyone. Go see this movie. It is phenomenal. I had to leave at one point to refill the drink. Uh, I didn't want to leave the movie theater. Like wow. that's how good this movie is. Very important for you to see it. Parental guidance. Um, PG-13? don't don't take uh, it's actually rated R. I think oh. mostly for the demonic okay. yeah, well, thing yeah, and 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 for for one scene that could be considered gruesome. Other okay. than that, I I counted two curse words in it okay. the whole movie, which is actually really good for mm-hmm. today's movies. Yeah. I mean, it's an overtly Christian themed movie. Okay. In that, so but but just understand, I you know look it up, determine what you want to do with it. It just came out this year. It's still showing in theaters across the Midlands and across the state right now. By the way, if you want, if you if you want to know just how good this movie is and where it stands, You're going to rotten um, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 33%. That's the industry. Gives oh, it 33%. Let me guess. It's inverted at Fandango 85? gives it 96%. Oh, wow. So the viewers love it. The industry moguls hate it. IMDb gives it 6.7 out of 10. That's usually when you have a good movie on your hands. Usually when you have a good movie. I encourage you to see it. Really puts into perspective just the depth of the battle that we face yeah. every single day. You can count on us to continue to fight that battle with Ooh, you that was along the way. We want you to get in the trenches with us. Uh, this is a battle for the heart and soul of our families, your children, and their future. Yeah, not and, the soul of America. Yeah, we're not. We're not doing that. The, the your family, your children, yeah. and their future. And we want to be there with you. And we want you to be there with us every step of the way. So lock arms with us at Palmetto Family as we continue to make South Carolina a great state to live work and raise a family by ensuring that South Carolina is where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished. That's not just a slogan. No. We believe it. We, we I have it. a stack of papers over on my desk that we're going to begin to, uh, mm-hmm. we're doing research yeah. on, and we're going to bring that to the floor here very soon yeah. on what we're doing to not only advance life in South Carolina, but I think I, I think it would be advanced life more abundantly in South Absolutely. Carolina, and we'll be talking about that in we the near future. And, and I'll say this, and we're going to wrap. We will not be forced, we will not be pigeonholed into the argument that we are pro-life, or I'm sorry, pro-birth. that we are pro-birth and right. not pro-life. We are pro-life uh, from conception to natural death and at every stage in between. And you can expect Palmetto family to stand as the cultural conservative Christian guardrail in South Carolina, keeping the forces of evil from driving everything that you and I care about off of the cliff. You need to stay updated with us as this life debate continues. Uh, this is a very important week. We're going to be keeping you updated. Make sure you're a part of our email newsletter list, palmettofamily.org. You can sign up for that there. If you want to be a part of uh, push alerts and action alerts, mm-hmm. you can do that. Download the Palmetto Family Council app. We'll be sending out push notifications yep. as things break. 
be a part of all of that. Make sure you share, subscribe, give us that five-star rating review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Share this video if you're watching the video version on Facebook. Take the YouTube link, share it with your friends and family. Let them know what's going on. Whenever this legislative session wraps, that's when we'll be getting into the big topic issues and starting to really give you a rundown of the in-depth issues. We'll be having some panel discussions here on the show in the coming weeks as well as some segments on Christianity and culture, where they meet, where they intersect, where they overlap, and how you can address those issues. We'll be talking to different pastors from across the local area and nationally on those topics. So plenty to get to. We thank you for supporting the work we're doing here at Palmetto Family, specifically by watching and listening to the fastest-growing conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show.